Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Hello and uh, welcome to this lovely evening. I hope you've had a fantastic day. Just sit back and listen to stories, the true and the fictional. Welcome to Fireside Chat. I'm here with my chatterholic and co-host, well-known feminist author, James L. Bryden. Jamie, how are you doing today, sir? I am very well, my friend. I am very well, and that's because you were very, very respectful of my new middle name, L. You've paused, Jamie. I have. (laughs) Please start again. I paused for effect. Oh, it's a beautiful effect. Now, your middle name, the L, tell me, there's a story behind it, isn't there? Yes. Well, much like my ancestors, it was a spelling mistake and I just went with it. Like all the great middle names, like yes. all like all the great historical middle names, someone made a spelling mistake on a form and the person was too shy to correct it. That actually happened with my last name. Please continue. Well, it's only minor, but... Uh... My last name is Bryden, B-R-Y-D-E-N. But if you notice overseas, there's a B-R-Y-D-O-N. So somewhere along the line, someone was like, E-O, eh. And so they changed your name. And in doing so, changed the course of history forever. Which is ironic because there's a group of lawyers in Sydney called Bryden Lawyers. (laughs) And you think they could have some, you know, you know. You would think that they would change it. Yeah. E sounds better. You share the same plane, the same stratosphere as Ulysses S. Grant, who West Point added the name S, even though it stood for nothing, and he was too <laughs> shy to admit it. That man went on to fight to win the war with the Union by the sheer weight of numbers. He was the first Zach Brannigan of the United States and set their strategy for military for the next hundred years, which is if we send waves and waves and waves of soldiers, we'll eventually win. Yeah, someone who's so confident to do all this war stuff that oh, I can't tell them about my name. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to lead the Grand Army of the Potomac with my friend Tecumseh <laughs> Sherman, and we're going to destroy the the separatists, but correcting someone when they put an S in my name. No, 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 no. I couldn't do that. No, couldn't possibly. Couldn't it's possibly. Like, it's like that that episode of of Friends where Chandler's friendly with this guy on the on another floor and and this guy's got his name all wrong. Like but it's got doesn't know his name's Chandler. 
like hey bob or something like that and then <laughs> and then he gets offered a job on there but he's been they've been talking back and forth for years and he's like no no like it's too late to too, too late to correct my name so <laughs> he's bob you know so i'm going to tell him that uh no nah, he's not good enough to work on this floor <laughs> wow you know but speaking of you back onto this interesting discussion Mm-hmm. Ulysses S. Grant was also made famous by his nickname when fighting against the southern states they asked for what terms would he offer with surrender because of his great victory and he simply replied back unconditional da 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 because you know if this was a hollywood movie when he's when they asked him that he would look into the camera and say terms unconditional and that moment would be aggrandized they would play this the the score behind it and the poster would basically be called unconditional a Ulysses S. Grant story. And it would be the set piece of the cinematic universe of, of, of America. It'll win at least six Oscars, minimum, minimum six. I don't know who I want to get play Ulysses S. Grant. He was a bit of a drunk, apparently. So I'm thinking either Hemsworth or Christian Bale. Well, if, if, if it's an Oscar winning thing, then wouldn't it be the, 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 Daniel Day Lewis or whatever. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, I, I don't want an easy win. I don't want an easy win. I want. I, I want. Mean, I want to earn it. Yeah. Or maybe Denzel Washington. Slightly different casting, but I, 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 I generally believe that Denzel could carry me home to an Oscar with this film. Okay. Yeah. But I'd ask him very, very, very. I'd be very strict, saying I don't want you to change your accent in one shape or form in terms of you know trying to fit the period, period or I'm era. I'm pretty sure that's in his contract. I, I, yeah, I said. Yeah. So I want if I if you want to say my man, I want you to say my man. If you want, <laughs> yeah. And we, I, and I, I honestly would believe. I think it'd be like you know, I mean, actually no. If I if I had if I had Denzel, with if I had the great man, I'm winning ten Oscars minimum with yeah. this film. And then after unconditional, I think we would go into basically then the next film, which is basically Ulysses S. Grant versus Godzilla. Potentially, <laughs> actually, no. We work up to that. It should be Ulysses S. Grant and the and the alien invasion, where where you know Lincoln's trying to you know he's forged the nation, he's trying to hold it together. He wasn't assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. Oh no, it was an alien hit squad who came down to take him out, and then they invade Independence Day style. Now, would this be in the same universe as Men in Black, or? I, I would like to take it to Sony to get the rights. Actually, I know. No, I would like to go Independence Day. I'd actually would like who's the that does Independence Day? Who's the who's the? He's our hero. He's um Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's an Emmerich. It's just, this is obviously an Emmerich film. Okay. But yes, and and I want to even set it in the IDK like the Independence Day universe. So basically, a precursor. So it, let me guess. Like like so, it's it's gonna have the big alien. You know, come like when you know they. The ones that pilot the ships and all that, they come out and yep, take yep, yep. But it's just got a top hat on. 
Well, no, the technology can't be as good as they had it in, you know, in events there, or else these dudes with muskets are going to get absolutely yeah. like, like slaughtered. So for, to make it fair, the, these aliens bring back lesser versions of technology just right. to keep the fight fair. Otherwise, yeah. we're not going to have a very quick... It's going to be a very short <laughs> film. Yeah. So they bring back maybe just a repeating handgun and that yeah. blows their... Fu- and it blows the human's mind. They go, oh my God, it's a repeat. Like, he squeezes the trigger and then again and again and it just keeps firing. <laughs> or, 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 or if they, you know, may, maybe it can shoot like three shots or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, something <laughs> three shots, like, yeah. Three, three shots. shots without reloading? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would... Mind blown. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then they they see that you know they see like battlefield surgery. They shoot one of these yeah. aliens, and another alien runs out and heals him. And they go, "What is this battlefield surgery? Normally, it's <laughs> we drink and hope for the best, and we pour something on the you know." Yeah. And then obviously, with that star-studded cast, obviously, so so we have Denzel Washington as, as, as Ulysses S. Grant. Yep. His best friend and general succumbs to Sherman. I think I would I think I would cast Christian Bale as sort of like roguish best friend mm-hmm. um who you know i'd also want to cast kind like custer and some of the other legends so custer i would want to reach into one of the other i'd want to bring in at least one of the legendary four chrises now do i bring in hemsworth <laughs> pine evans or pratt no pratt i have to bring in pratt as really? pratt i have to bring pat pratt as custer the brash cavalry officer who then leads his entire squad into a charge full of aliens and gets shot to pieces. So basically, um, the modern or the the latest version of Magnificent Seven. Yes, but that wasn't again. Was that not a fantastic film? Oh, it was. It was incredible. Like I mean, again, it was well paced. Who doesn't like a good standoff? Exactly. Now, speaking on aliens and lowering their technology to make a movie fair, <laughs> we watched a fantastic film uh, yes, we did. this weekend. Um, it was recommended, I think, by one of our friends. And normally when they make a recommendation, I ignore it immediately and like burn the recommendation and, and like um, pretend yeah. that they never made a recommendation. Because then, everything's good. Because everything's good. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Although I, I would love to live life thinking everything is awesome. I think I think that's a great oh, motto yeah. to be like, yeah, but I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm a the uh, perpetual pessimist. So when I saw this movie, I was like, "Going, oh look, like Native Americans fighting a, a predator. It's going to be stupid." It was anything but stupid. Yeah. It was an excellent film. Yeah, with a fantastic lead, well directed, well 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 shot. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. And in terms of ranking of aliens films, this one probably ranks. I'd probably go Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Oh, aliens, yeah. obviously. This movie, Prey, which which to me, it, it leaps over Predators, which with Daniel Brody, even though I yeah. do love that film, I just absolutely love yeah. that film. And then, you know, the, the you know, Alien versus Predator first one, and then all, or then all the other garbage down, down, down below. Yeah. That's where it sort of ranks for me in terms of uh, quality and excellence. Now, yeah. now, Jamie, what's your thoughts on that on this film? Yeah, well, no, well, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. Like, I uh, while I was watching, I was going, "Is this as good? Is this better than the first one?" You know. Um, oh, you actually, you actually had that in a dialogue. I had that, to I say had that, that going, thought. Well, mate, is it? I had that thought that may, maybe it is, but then I'm thinking more along that, like our technology is better. We we make more visually appealing and like the cinematography in this film was uh, 
next level. Oh, it was um, spectacular. Yeah, but like no, I put it. I would put it directly under um, Arnold's Schwarzenegger's one, so second. Yep, yep, yep. And initially, I I had I had only one gripe with it, mm-hmm. and it was only just a personal preference. I would have preferred to not have seen the ship. You know that that epic where the ship flies off and he lands and it, like. There's the first shot of it, the ship flying over. You can't see it because it's through the clouds. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would have preferred if that's all you saw. So you, you you knew it was there, but you didn't see the initial drop. Now, do you think that's too... Would you feel that it's maybe a little too, like... A little too hidden? That you're not sure? Like, no. It, it's good It's good to... Yeah, like, like, basically, you know, hide things and build suspense don't yeah. you think that would be a little bit too much suspense or a bit too much like just no. you know okay. I, I i think it's just a personal preference because it's, it's the same thing i get with the turtle movies i love the turtle movies well you know it's turtles but you don't really see the turtles till a certain point like in the first 1990s film how you see you hear them they beat up the bad guys they throw the sigh and you right. don't see them like i love stuff like that where it's right. just like okay. yeah, where you, yeah. you're anticipating seeing them you anticipate seeing them, but you don't see them, and then that basically yeah. makes them seeing them basically for you. Yeah, it it it, it increases the you know it, it's a payoff essentially. So yeah, yeah, you know they they're holding you suspense, going, yeah. oh, is this the moment you're gonna see yeah. the turtle? And and they well they did that very well in in um prey with the um was it a jaguar or some sort of cat? The was it a jaguar? Well, I think I think, in, I think hunting? It's, it's American, so I think it's a mountain lion. Mountain lion, yeah, that's that's it. You're like you're going, oh, is this a predator? And you go, no, nah, it's a mountain lion. I go, you you, you bastard, <laughs> you know. And they it, this this film just had the perfect that was build. A good fake out, I'll admit. They yeah, it had it had the fake out. It had the perfect building like of suspense in this. It's just it was so well written. Um, so now again, lead actress. I've seen her in a few things before. Um, I saw her in that TFCO, I think, and I remember the old TV show Roswell. So I watched a few episodes, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, like this show is not as good as the original." Yeah, but she was fine in it. So I thought she did very good. Um, but obviously, I thought she did excellent in this particular film, and I think this is, you yeah. know, um, I'm not sure what she's thinking about her career or what you know, you know, um, plans she might have. But they are thinking about recasting in the DCEU. Mm. And if you're going to replace Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. You reckon? I think you can't go wrong with that choice. Yeah, well, if, clearly they, they won't have to get an entire cast to learn an accent. And that and that's another key thing. You, <laughs> they, they won't have to sit there and go, is it easier for us to, cheat, to get Gal Gadot to change your accent? Or teach these sixty other actors to put on her <laughs> accent, and they went. You know what? We know the answer to that. Why are you asking them? They said, "Yeah, I know. We know. We know. I know. I know." I, I, you know, you don't know why. It's because they had less lines, probably. Probably. <laughs> and and let's be honest, it's Gal You don't go to yeah. her, change your accent. She's like, no. And she was like, okay, no. that's fine. But as like, much again, I would like Gal Gadot to stay on. Yeah. But I would bet you know if they were recasting. Yeah. And actually, I would, or, 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 or maybe, maybe she wants to go with somewhere more successful and join the actual MCU. Yeah. And it, it's cliche. Yeah. And I, and I know I'm being stupidly cliche, but X23. 
Yes, well, because she's she does look like an older, an older, um, um, yeah. What's her name? That actress that did a very good job. Uh, we should know this because she's in one of the finest, finest fi- films the ever finest made. Finest film ever made, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think she would do a great X twenty three. I think she would. Basically, any of the X Men, I think she'd be, you know, fine. Oh, yeah. You know, I think she'd make a great X Men. But you know, or she might want to do more of these serious, non awesome movies. So you know. I hope this is not the last we see of her in the film in the genre we watch. But let's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think based upon this performance, I think you know you're looking for lead leading actors. I think um, yeah. absolutely. Now, look, no movie's perfect. I had some gripes. You had you. I think you had less gripes than I did. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just talk about very briefly my gripes. Again, they're brief. Oh, yeah. And I and I sort of like with the law. I we sort of rationed it out, but I still like the fact. I still thought it was funny that. He brought back no plasma weapons, no missiles, no none of the none of the yeah. predator weapons. Yeah. Because if he brought back basically he shoulder the shoulder mounted plasma cannon, this isn't a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guy walking. Basically that, that scene that scene with the with the buffaloes was just the predator. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, and I look, yeah. I get it because, and but I mean. I've seen some online saying, oh, because the proto technology wasn't that advanced. It's going, no, no, no. We've actually seen in the, in the movie, the Aztecs built them pyramids so they could fight the aliens and they yeah. had the full armor. Yeah. This predator, maybe this, again, and maybe this was just basically this predator was an old school hunter because he was very much like, you know, that old school style of technology. Yeah. And as you mentioned, sometimes the predators do like to sort of respect the, the prey. Yeah. Um, and so they wouldn't, maybe he didn't want to bring his, you know, you know yeah, I mean there was, and on on that other film on on Predators, that was that beautiful samurai scene. Um, true, true, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The, For, they, 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 he could have killed him in multiple different ways, but he, yeah. you know, the guy drew a sword and he went, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that, is it? It's yeah. like that." No, and then, good. and then, even with this Predator in Prey, where he faces the wolf and he kind mm-hmm. of kneel, mm-hmm. kneels down to the wolf's level, so maybe yeah, it's and, he, and, they and had he fought about. the bear basically barehanded. Yeah. Um, you know, so so look from a law standpoint, I get it makes complete sense why they've done that. But I just I just think I just chuckle every time I see that I'm going, yeah. yeah. You could have just <laughs> you could have just come back with a plasma cannon and made like, real quick work of this whole film. It, well maybe it wasn't his first playthrough. <laughs> oh true, true, yeah, true, 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 true. Like 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 so he he next movie it'll be new game plus. No, 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 no. This was his new game plus. He's like, he crushed this level so many times. He's went back in like his base gear to be like, going, oh, so what a challenge. Is he that dude from, from Elden Ring that plays it in his undies? Yeah, exactly. He's basically he wanted to challenge <laughs> yeah. and went back. But you know what? I'm, yeah, he's like, basically like, I have destroyed this level so many times. I'm just going to go yeah. back in like my, my cheapest, like my starter gear. And oh no, like, <laughs> yeah, um, wasn't, wasn't ready for it. And I, and I like just a very it's it's cheesy when the films are but I like the callbacks where they said you know, where she falls into the pit yeah she oh, struggles no, to get out yeah and then basically like it's like going up oh, oh, she used it she used yeah it. I want to know what kind of rope she has because that um that tomahawk rope pull is the great like I've never I've never seen I want yeah, to but- try that but I'm I'm concerned I will hurt myself but um, honestly God like that went back to a hand like basically it's crazy well it probably depends on the the i think she just used tree bark tree bark or tree vine or something like that but i also i'd also i'm actually not now curious just for the actor did they yeah. make her catch it or do they cgi some of that catching or do they just throw it to a softly and then like she caught it and like because 
that could was, that could go wrong so many different ways yeah. when you like well it, it wouldn't have been a um no it wouldn't have been a real tunnel <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm aware it's probably a rubber one but i was thinking to myself like even still that could go wrong in so many different ways yeah like you pull that, that you pulled back that so fast yeah like well maybe she's trained like um like the ninja mm. assassin dude the dude from a ninja assassin movie remember that oh, true 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 maybe, maybe, like, maybe, maybe she's had some sort of training in tomahawk throwing yeah. um so you know again that okay, these are these are again minor yeah this is this is this is this is like when honest trailers um did their honest trailers on like uh, on winter soldier where they said they're basically where they said get ready for nitpicking because you know there's, there's not much else they could yeah find. i didn't like that he caught it with his left hand <laughs> yeah and they were, and they were <laughs> super nitpicky because they're going because yeah. you know you can't like it's yeah it's really hard to yeah and th- yeah so this movie again it's in that vein for me in terms of just you know stand-up solid film but it wasn't the only film we watched this weekend mm-hmm Jamie's favorite genre or favorite franchise is the Ninja Turtles. So he claims. (laughs) Well, it was growing up. And so there was another Ninja Turtles movie on Netflix. Now, it's from a series that was like a web series and then it became like a proper series, but it was obviously a very low budget web series because it wasn't very good. Again, I I didn't know if it was very good or not. Jamie tells me it wasn't very good. So I'm going to trust him as as the, I guess, the the turtle expert people like it i didn't but there's there's a lot of turtle fans out there that will love everything just because it's turtles and they give Mm. the same argument all all the time they're like oh but this is this is turtles for the new generation i mean what generation wouldn't like (laughs) what generation would like original old school turtles i get that to Um, this day 2003 series is the best and again people will disagree with me on that but um new series just couldn't get into it okay I had too, too many issues with it. Sure, makes sense. But so I watched the film mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I had a lot of fun. I messaged Jamie and said, Jamie, I know that you hate everything <laughs> as a general rule. And, 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 and you know, and, and I know that, you know, the fact of liking something that you've said you're going to hate is basically like what's like what's that thing when you pour like hot wax on your legs or something or just basically something like you know just i don't know i don't know basically like something insanely painful so i get that but i said to jamie look jamie regardless of what you think just check it out to his credit he did in fact watch the ninja turtles film now jamie what did you make (laughs) of the ninja turtles film well Great opening sequence, I must, I must, I must say. Like, look, it, it had a good script, but for me, it was ruined by. I didn't like the voice actors. The fact that Leonardo is voiced by Sonic the Hedgehog is weird, because it's Sonic the Hedgehog, and you're like, why aren't, why aren't you spinning and going fast? I mean, it is funny that he's blue, and Leonardo he wears blue. But um, yeah, no, it was just voice actors. Voice actors, not a fan of the turtle de- design. But again, you that's know, that's interesting it was, because it was a good script. We've always talked that if we were to ever do a turtles, we'd want different types of turtles, not yeah. just the same kind of turtle. And so Raph was obviously the alligator snapping turtle. That's why he was much bigger. Yeah, and you could, and um, Donnie was a soft shell turtle. 
um and then i think mike then Le mike was a very tiny very 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 small turtle and i think Leah yep. was your standard turtle so so, so the, the designs to me came through to me i think the designs were just because of, obviously the web show was probably done on a, on a yeah. fairly cheap budget um but i don't i i obviously didn't you know i didn't hate the designs how did you feel with the whole idea of basically that uh raf was i guess the quote-unquote leader not did, did that, See, did no, that bother that was, you at all it bothered me it drastically bothered me why because wrath isn't the leader it's like going hey luke skywalker is now han solo like it's not the right role for him i don't know if it's i don't think it's that i don't know if you could put no, it at that extreme no it's not because turtles have a personality Raphael's personality is not one of a leader interesting so you like feel... you are literally changing the characters right so you felt that they basically um did a disservice by swapping so you feel that they basically they swapped the characters like they you know yeah like there's a reason leonardo is the leader there's a reason michelangelo's party dude you know like i mean this this changes the entire song like how would they sing the song yeah okay but let, let me ask you <laughs> let me ask you this as, as a turtles a turtles phenom a turtles fan you're basing your entire concept off an interpretation of a comic, but what does the true source comic from Peter Laird and what's his face? The original Turtles comic, what does that say about their personalities? Was Leonardo the leader in that comic? Yeah. The original? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sure. Basically, go back to the 2003 series. Yep. And that opening sequence from the from the show is word for word the comic. Well, yeah, because it was done by the same. It was done by it was done by Le yeah. <laughs> it was done by the guy. Yeah, um, yeah Leonardo's always been the leader. Okay. Raphael's always been a hothead. Raphael has has, I think, made been a little bit jokey like Mikey. Maybe maybe, maybe they fully incorporated Michael. Um, you know, some of Raph into Michelangelo when they did the cartoon and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Raphael, Raphael's like, I don't think he became a true hothead until, you know. I think that I feel, I felt, I felt like that was the later movies almost, like the original. Well, oh, there's def definitely prominent in the movies, but. Um, but also, there's only so much you could do with a kids' cartoon series in terms of like hothead. Yeah. Like, so yeah. he, is, he had an attitude. Yeah. Which, you know, um, but, you know, being like a hot, quote, quote, hothead, he probably, they probably couldn't yeah. get away with that, I guess. No. I mean, he wasn't a movie, like pretty, you know, and he'd always get into trouble for it. But um, okay. yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty set in my ways on how the turtle should be. Okay. But overall, did you enjoy the film? Fifty-fifty. Look, the start and the end. Yes, just yes. Those were the best written parts of the whole whole thing. Yeah. But then you know, I I couldn't stand April. Which is really? annoying because the actress that plays her is a very good actress and very fine, fine, attractive woman. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but then her character was just something going, you're not April. Like, it was a very different take on April um, in terms of the, what was she? In terms I think, of look and... I don't even look, just like the whole, like... She, she looked like Irma. I'm not so much concerned about the look. I mean, I mean, sure. Look, I mean, every, the cartoon has a weird, accentuated sort of like yeah. style. Yeah. But I think it was more just like, I mean, 
but I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a turtles aficionado. Was April always the news reporter, or was she always what was no, April originally? originally? Originally, she was a lab assistant to I'm pretty sure it was Doctor Spockman. Okay. Um, and then when they went to the cartoon, she became a news reporter. Mm. Um. So yeah, I prefer I, I prefer the lab assistant to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with turtles, you you you're you're a man of basically. There is no deviation from the set. The four brothers' personality must be the exact four brothers' well, personality. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it again. It is a Luke Skywalker. You don't just change Luke Skywalker because you think you might. Oh, this, this is well, a better according Luke to Disney. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not. Yeah, we don't. Do now, now you're in my world. Just ignore this. Just ignore this. But would you not feel that this movie was? The, I guess you could almost you don't, you could almost call it the hero's journey of leo becoming the leader yeah you could so you know but that's probably them going yes we know leonardo's the leader well, let's show you that you know look I, I do i do feel that this movie was basically a lot of like hey sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will do i will i i do not deny the overall plot was amazing it was a well-written well-started well-finished um, there was a lot of good in it. I just, you know, there's just those little things that I'm just like, mm, you know, much like uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, don't compare the two. I have to. I That's mean, cruel. It is. That like, is cruel. Bo- bo- both had a phenomenal opening. That is horrible and cruel to the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles do not deserve to be put in that same category. The hey. Ninja Turtles do not deserve to be put in that category. Like they don't deserve to be put in the category of Thor: Love and Thunder. They like that. No, that's a they do. Dude, well, I'm that sorry. Is a low, that is a low blow. <laughs> that, sorry, is, that is that is that is below the belt. I'm not. Is, I'm not a no, been, I'm not a fan. It has been 15 years. 15 for 15 years since like the last good turtle movie. Has it been that long? Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. Look, there's, there's and, been... and 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 so you would not count this as a good turtles movie. Oh, it's okay. Actually, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong about the 15 years. Um, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles versus Batman was very good. Um, yeah, no, Turtles versus Batman was awesome. Uh, what about what about um, Turtles Forever? That, that that's going back to you know 2000. And, oh, that too, that's... that's early. That, that was that was like the crossover of all the turtles. Yeah. Yeah, but before the CGI series, which came out in 2012, so it might be that. But um, no, the la- I think the last great turtle thing I've seen was the the last Ronan short that some fan put together on YouTube. <laughs> I was just like, okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> no, look. But that's just personal, personal opinion. No, per- personal, that's personal, personal preference, preference, but, you know, you have to take it back. I, you know, I don't... I, to say it's like... That Love and Thunder is a low blow. I... How is it? It had a lot of good. It had a lot of bad. Oh, it was entertaining, but probably too many jokes. Um... <laughs> well, no, 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 no. See, okay. Now, and I will defend this Turtles <laughs> film. There were some jokes, granted, but it was it, it wasn't Taco and TV sitting down going, "We must have seventeen jokes per minute, or else there's no script." <laughs> like it was... the what I will say was good. Like the one joke in in the Ninja Turtles. You know, what was it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Was it, I don't know, the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. Yep. Was when they, they all land 
And then Leo goes, if this isn't the poster shot, someone's getting fired. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. Come on. <laughs> I was just like, that was a great line, you know? Um, but yeah, you know. Okay. Once again, strong and somewhat incorrect opinions on the turtles from, from, <laughs> from Jamie Ryan. <laughs> Says the man wearing a Ninja Turtle hoodie that he's had for literally 15 years. Look, there are some times where you have to change some things about some things. Yeah, I know. Now, the turtles <laughs> changed some things about the turtles. But at the core, they were still the four brothers being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that hasn't changed. Sure, the, they changed the roles, but I mean, it's still, okay. it still was the same core turtles team. They yeah. didn't add a Venus. <laughs> you know? So you know, let's let's not throw around love and thunder. That's a yeah. Let's let's not let, like yeah, go okay. on. Like well, 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 that being said, well, you know, the thing about Last Jedi is, is Luke Skywalker used the Force. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, I see. He held he held the lightsaber before throwing it over his shoulder, but he still held the lightsaber. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Oh, no. so, 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 oh, we're playing in that game now. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Right. Yeah, we cool. are. All right. yeah. Now, <laughs> speaking of horrible moments in film, I think it's time. I think, you know, we discussed this. I think it's good to talk about memorable, iconic scenes in film that, yep. that still hold, hold us today and what makes them that's so special. So, Jamie, I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to pass you the ball. Yep. What is a moment in a film that's stuck with you for even to the day it still reverberates throughout your core yep. of your personality? Mm-hmm. Well, before I crack into that, I just wanted to, you know, this is something like my dad used to show me all the time. Like, it's 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 not something that really stuck with me, but it, it it's more so that I respect the art it's buster keaton from the 1920s if you know buster keaton yep yeah so he he's basically the guy that did all his own stunts you know yeah um but they were insane like you know sure jackie chan's great but this guy was insane um he's he's the guy best known for the falling house trick you know where there's a little hole in the like there's a window and then the wall falls down and he goes through the the uh oh, okay. the whole yeah. like it which has just been done to death in everything like uh they did it redid it in psych but Buster Keaton everything he's done all his stunts are just crazy and you know I have a lot of respect for the dude don't know if there's much emotion behind it just the sheer skill factor yeah that's more of a skilled thing rather than uh but um it's still pretty uh, iconic because it's where it began um sure but, sure trying to think of something that resonates from childhood. I mean, there's the classic stuff like um, more more on a humorous note, the Monty Python Tis But a Scratch. Right, yes. The classic scene, like the 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 crossing of the bridge, the Black Knight. Yep. Um, just, so that's something that you that sort of reverberates through you, is it? Yeah. It's it's stuck with me ever since I've seen it. Um, especially the, you know, to cross this bridge, you must say this riddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what kind of... It's like, 
what what is the flight speed of a bird ah <laughs> uh, yes the and they're going like i don't know <laughs> what is that's... the and they're like i don't know <laughs> um look, there's there's classic stuff like that that's stuck with me forever but if you want me to get emotional uh, can we get emotional sure let's let, let's what's what's the scene that yes let, let, let's 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 something that in, emotional something that, a scene that just inspires you oh you inspires me the reminds you of good, like a good. The reminds you of the good times. The scene that you basically look back and go, "Yes, this this moment is why I love this particular genre, subgenre, or archetype." Okay, well, I'll just go straight to Back to the Future, and mm-hmm. I'll go the hoverboard sequence. Oh, classic! I mean that, accompanied with the most amazing music, and I think it comes down to the fact that it's remnants of the first movie. The skateboard, yeah. It was on the skateboard, and then you're like, oh, you're in the future, and it's the same thing playing out, but it's like, it's the hoverboard. And I think we all want a hoverboard. Oh, yeah, I think, we definitely do. I think on, on a deep down, on, just on any level, I think we all can yeah. admit that, no. Yeah. Where is my goddamn hoverboard? Why do we have science if they're not fucking inventing hoverboards? Yeah. No, I agree. So, you like that whole chase sequence... I love chase sequences. Mm-hmm. And you like that whole... Um, now, side by side, which scene do you like better? The original skateboard where he sort of like rips oh. the... Um, where he sort of rips the um, the top off you know, thing um, to make it a skateboard off, off the, I guess, the weird scooter-shaped thingy. Or, yeah. or, he does, or does it the same with the hoverboard, which is your sort of favorite... What's, what's your... What's, well, I what's... think the, ho- the hoverboard is the most iconic. Mm-hmm. And and um, yeah, definitely the hoverboard. Definitely especially the hoverboard. especially that iconic line. You can't use it on water unless you got power. Oh yes, and then he brings out his fancy ass hoverboard. Yeah, which is not really not really a hoverboard at that point. It's just a <laughs> it's know, a rocket. <laughs> it's a rocket, but again, I think yeah. that's the, I think that's the whole that's the whole um, point of it all. Yeah. But then no, there's, yeah. there's other stuff like, you know, Jump Willy Jump, you know, the end of Free Willy. Like that was, as a kid, you're like, yeah. As an adult, you're like, at any point in that making that movie, that, <laughs> that whale could have decided to eat that kid. Um. Yes. But, I mean, that's, you know, as a grown ass man, <laughs> as you watch those films, you sort of go like, in reality, that whale hates those people. Yeah. And then, you know, so, but, but obviously back when you're watching that movie, that wasn't the thing that was crossing your mind. You weren't looking at going, hmm, what if that animal hates the people? No, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a wonderful story about a whale that wanted to go free. And you know what? I think, you know, so and, and, that's, and that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, um, that was a good film. I did, I did, I did yeah. enjoy that one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So for my first of the, of the childhood memories, and obviously the one I think it's, it's the scene that everyone back in my childhood replayed a thousand times in every playground, which was the Luke Skywalker Jabba the Hutt sequence. All right. <laughs> with the Sarlacc pit. All right. Yeah. Where it's the first time you want to see a green lightsaber. It's, he gives a, a little salute. To his friend R2D2, who sets up perfectly, and he jumps off, spins back around, and then 
because you before you know when I watched this film, this was before Clone Wars and all those things and all that. Where, where, where like there was a million different versions of lightsaber battles. Mm-hmm. This was the first time we got to see Luke really use a lightsaber. So before we before we saw him cut, you know, you know, cut open a tauntaun, <laughs> fight yeah. Darth Vader to 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 you know. A respectable draw where he lost his hand. Um, some might call that a loss, but I'll, I'll say, you know, he didn't kill him, yeah. so I'm going to call that a respectable draw. But this is the time we get to see him actually sort of use the lightsaber in actual combat. And yeah. he absolutely destroyed every single person inside of the Jabba's crime syndicate. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, in a, in, a, in a hilarious fashion that, as, I was, as you're sort of watching it back now, when he first jumps up onto the cell barge, about five or six dudes just jump off. I was like, they're like going, oh, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And yes, it was still shot in the 80s. And yes, I know that's that there, there's a few kicks that Mark Hamill threw that didn't connect to anything, but the dude went <laughs> flying backwards. But I will say that's the, he used a force kick, shut up. That was well, the force. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It wasn't just because back then they had different standards of, of action sequences. Yeah. Shut up. That was yeah. the force. <laughs> yeah. To me, that whole sequence, um, again, the amount of times where we you know, in the plane where we threw each other sticks that were yeah. lightsabers that were R2G2, you know, yeah. that was that I mean, yeah, that was the, that was the greatest scene, you know, from from a from that I can remember yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I think another good one's the the karate kid, the crane kick, which everybody kick. Yep. Everyone, everybody did when you know everyone did the crane kick wax yeah. on wax off. I think I, that, yeah, I've got a, I got a few childhood photos of me doing the crane kick. Really? Yeah. Um and what so karate kid's always an interesting one because it's 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 such a weird movie yeah like because dan like when you now think about it yes daniel is the villain is the villain (laughs) and and also you know we've all watched cover cry which sort of explains a bit more but like yeah there are multiple scenes where daniel instigated the fight yeah like yeah like badly yeah, and like then the, like you know went to the, the went to the locker room and like poured something on them and did a few things like, like yeah he was instigating this and, and then like, yeah. like oh you know Johnny Lawrence is a bully is it is he <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Johnny Lawrence has a girlfriend and this dude who can <laughs> see that just walks up and goes hey I'm uh, I'm Danny oh yeah <laughs> they're going dude I'd kick that dude's ass like I'm sorry yeah. like. But but you gotta you gotta understand, Chris. At the very beginning of the movie, you feel sorry for Danny because he's he's you know single mom, um, you know, he's got a rough rough um, backstory. Oh no! Look again, and that justifies know. playing dirty. <laughs> um, true, true. Look again. <laughs> um, a kick to the head in most karate tournaments is an illegal kick, but again, that's again since. We will not go down the, that that particular um, path because we, we we've walked that path many yes. times. So let's let's, <laughs> let's not. Um, you don't need to defend everything. You don't defend yeah. everything, but okay. Um, so, was it, what are, what are other scenes of of, of movie iconism that, that sort of stick with you in terms of, um, you know, let, let let let's let's open up a bit more now and say even like what 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 now resonates with you. Well, before we jump too far ahead, um, I don't want to go too quietly into the night. I don't want to vanish without a fight. Um, I want to live on, Chris. <laughs> mm. isn't, that, isn't that like one of the finest speeches of all time, the Independence Day speech? I th- there, honestly, 
once I think the, the problem was once they wrote that speech, they realized we're never going to top that. That's, that's like, 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 yeah, like quite literally. Yeah, like just literally, they went like, going, well, it's, shit. It's like, they the go, end what's of- wrong? It's like going, we wrote this speech. And people, if people ever, everyone read it and went, oh, shit. What are we going to do now? <laughs> and and you, you know what? It's exactly like to bring it forward uh, to 2017 with a certain X that goes down over a grave. Like, you cannot mm. beat that. You cannot beat that. A certain like, X that goes down the grave. Ooh. Like, like that's the epitome of the T. Yes, it's it's a nice cross on the under grave. Oh, no, but this is an X-Men. And down... Oh, you just... Like perfection. Yep. Like I quite literally heard Michael Fassbender lean over my chair and go, perfection. Perfection. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I want the real ending to Logan. I said the (laughs) The real real ending to Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like that. Um, Yeah. Like we could go on and on and on about that forever. Um, But even like you go back a few years with, um, Another Hugh Jackman film, Real Steel, that end that end boxing scene where he's he's doing the boxing. Um, that that is true, 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 true. Like, and and speaking of, I'm going to talk about one that that just shocked me and like still gets me. And mm-hmm. um, and we're going to go into these genres now, so I think what might as well take the the, the lid off. I remember, I don't know how it happened, but I got tickets to an advanced screening of a movie. Mm-hmm. An unknown film at the time. People thought, would it be good? I mean, it's got that fat guy in it. <laughs> that fat guy, what's his name? Chris Pratt? Yeah, the fat guy from Parks and Rec. Guardians of the Galaxy. There's two, there's, there's, there's so many scenes that I could pick multiple scenes that stand out to me. One, the opening dance sequence that he did. With you know, but to the but the scene that gets me is two scenes. One, we are Groot, just oh, absolutely shatters yeah. me every time I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but then the scene where um, it's where he's holding the, the Venus Stone and he hears Peter take my hand, he reaches out, and it's yeah. more. And they all hold hands as like going, holy cow, this is this yeah. is the what like how do you beat this? And honestly, speaking from a Marvel standpoint, I'm not sure if I mean there's a lot of great moments, but that that that, that move that that one scene still holds yeah. true in terms of basically this insanely powerful scene of 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 cinema that rightly so sort of I guess the you know skyrocketed Chris Brandon oh yeah becoming one of the four great Christmas of Hollywood. Yeah. And I and I I love the callback in Endgame where they're like they're, they're waiting for Chris Pratt and he's up there going and there's no sound, no music. It's like ah, ah, Oh that ah, honestly that job. was that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever where he's like singing the song like come and get John and, yeah. and he's like so he's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, no, like flipping MCU. Geez, there's like two. There's a lot of there's like, a lot of there's a lot of scenes brought to us by the Russo brothers. Basically, yes. basically, like you know, the Russo brothers know how to bring a scene. Yeah, and they know how to make a scene that basically holds you. Yeah, 
exactly. Let's let's talk about a certain scene. Oh, we know we have to talk about it. We have to get off the train station, or we still on the train station. We're still on the train station. Let's talk about the train scene. We just watched Vision, the most powerful, suppose one of the most powerful, you know, characters. And then we watched Scarlet Witch. Even even that Scarlet Witch was still considered like one of the most powerful legs. Yeah. Like she, she she wasn't what she was in sort of multiverse Mads where she's insane. Yeah. And it's a power level. She hasn't sort of tapped into the uh, Scarlet Witch sort of uh, power, but she had this sort of level of of, of ability. And you know the Black Legion, um, uh, Proxima Midnight, and the others just absolutely destroy them. Yeah. And then they stop, and you see a then you see him there. They throw the spear at him. And he catches it, and then the, I think it, it's the music. It's got to be that score, that Avengers score that started yeah. way back with the first Avengers movie that just yeah. carried basically the entire series through. Mm-hmm. When he steps out, you basically go to you look at the movie. It's like, oh, you're dead now. Oh, uh, yep, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's you know that scene. You know, you, if you, if you read all the comments on YouTube, like people are just basically commenting on how great that scene, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that scene is. Because you spend half the movie going, "Where's Cap? Where's Cap? Where's Cap?" Okay, exactly. Where's Cap? The and then, and then you going, forgot. <laughs> you want to see Cap, and they bring him back, glorious beard and all, with a glorious yeah. beard. Uh, one of the truly, uh, you know, in terms of superhero things, if you know. They're always trying to basically recreate those comic book panels in terms of you know that, yeah. that, that those standalone sort of iconic shots, Superman holding like, like up a car or something, or you yeah. know, Batman brooding over a city. Which I think mm-hmm. they should have done too many of those shots, or maybe do less of the Batman, you know, maybe do less of the Batman yeah. brooding over a city. But you know, um, but that's that, that train scene still rings true. <laughs> Another scene with. You know, speaking of, you know, since we're going down Russo Brothers School of, <laughs> of Thoughts, obviously Endgame. Cap staring down an army. Cap staring down an <laughs> army. And the greatest thing about that scene is one, obviously, because we've been through like, you know, how many 22 films with Cap or, you know, yeah. 20 odd films with Cap, depending on if you count a certain, a few other movies in there. Yeah. He doesn't have to say, I can do this all day. No. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, and that's why I was a little annoyed with with Multiverse Madness, where like where, where Cap, where, where Captain Britain said, "I can do this all day." I'm like going, eh. <laughs> I was like going, like, "Yes, I, we know you're Captain." <laughs> I, I get it, but Captain, he didn't have to say it. No, but it it's pretty just... funny because she couldn't do it all day. <laughs> no, but there, yeah. <laughs> she couldn't do it all day. Exactly. He just tightened the shield on his arm and stood up. He didn't know the portals were coming, but he was just there himself standing, willing an army to defeat. Yeah. And it's and like that scene where you sort of see him standing alone versus the entire army. Come yeah. on, like that's the again, and, and and I do feel sorry for the MCU. And I do feel sorry for Disney now because of that amazing movie. Yeah. Everything they've done past that point has sucked. Because bar one. Bar one. Bar one. Yep. Yeah. And I'll say Doctor Strange was pretty good too. Like, yeah. yeah, no, but no, but Spider Man. Um, yeah, great. No but everything home. they've done part that point sucks, and they and then, you know they're going to try to they're going to try to rebuild up to that. But I'm going, you, you're not going to. You can't. You can't. That, that's that's why I think the only way they could do that is if they said, "All right, now let's do X Men. Do the same thing with X Men." 
20 nah. movie 20 movie plan you don't you don't want a 20 movie plan building no, up to i don't building think up they, to i yeah i I don't think they could do it again. I think I honestly, I, I, I sometimes now wonder was Endgame and that whole right, that whole cinematic universe a fluke? Was that like the Hollywood's <laughs> biggest fluke? Did they just stumble into it and then now they, 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 they themselves have no idea how they created it? And now they're like, was it just like the, the, I, I, I do worry that, you know, yeah, it was a giant fluke. And they have no idea. They, like basically, <laughs> they're sitting there going, "We have no idea how the magic works. We don't know how it happened. We just did what that." I, I, you know, I do. That's a, that is a concern. Yeah. But you know, since I've seen those greatest of the MCU, moments, do you have any other moments um, from MCU? Well, there's just in general, Thor's entrance into Infinity War when he comes yep. back, where he's oh, finally yep. got his. Finally Bring got... me Thanos. That's awesome. Oh, chills. I'd even say. Thor's banishment from the first film. Ooh, that, that now there that is a great scene. scene. And I think that's just because Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I remember watching the the raw footage of that with no music behind it. Oh, you're, yep, you're yep, still yep. going, Ugh! and then you're like, you add the music, and you're like, Whoa, what are you doing to me? Um, and then like that, even that scene with with him and Loki, like Tom Hiddleston has been oh, that, mint from the beginning. That scene. That, yeah, that is a powerful no, scene of Tell of, me. Tell me. That is a scene. That is a great scene. That is a fantastic act and yeah. well acted scene. Yep. Um, I mean, even the ending to Guardians Volume 2 was pretty powerful with you know Yondu's funeral. Oh um, yes. <clears throat> perfect soundtrack. Um, always. I mean, of course. I mean um, but that, look, if, if we're talking scenes that are like just like, you know, give you chills. Let's go back to X-Men 2 with Nightcrawler assaulting the White House. Like, to me, that's probably the best, one of the best X-Men scenes of all time. Oh, yes, the, cl- the, the, the and you've, you mentioned that before, that's your favorite yeah. sort of like... Yeah, it's just... Um, like, where, like, they pop in, they pop out, like, they... Yeah. they um, it's sort of... For you, you said that that was like your, like, what moment, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's the first time in any movie I've got gone, what?! You know, never been so excited because I I love Nightcrawler in the comic, and then you see like it's the same thing. Even I'd put it with Transformers, the first where you see a Transformer transform for the first time. You know what? I will give props to Michael Bay and with actually the Lord Lord Michael Bay. <laughs> that movie, you go wow. Megan yeah. Fox is so matching. No, <laughs> like so <laughs> hot. she was, but that's that whole sequence where the Transformers are coming down to earth mm-hmm. and they are and they are assembling and they are you know quote unquote assembling that was yeah like that that was special yeah. um optimus prime for his uh sort of his first transformation sequence yeah oh. yeah it was just it was just phenomenal um and that's just like from a visual standpoint um still cool that they use use the same actor who ironically is Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, she is Eeyore. With those no, you, you just, just, just got to go, Autobots, let's roll. <laughs> like it Autobots, sounds the same thing. roll, transform, and roll out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, now, what else? See, back onto your turtles thing. <laughs> okay. With Michael Bay. I, have to, I'm, I'm, I, I am bringing it into, into a full circle here. Okay, okay, okay. 
Michael Bay made some big swings with the Transformers movie that I think ultimately played off, and yet you don't like, you wouldn't like that with Turtles if he made similar big swings. No, well, look, I'll give him props too. He did, he did um, Bebop and Rocksteady phenomenally. That was mm-hmm. that was perfect. That was perfect. Like that was probably the perfect, most perfect thing about those or both both films was just them. Like everything else is just like it's forgettable. Um, okay. You know, it, yeah. it had it had potential, but again, it came down to turtle design. Fair enough. Because yeah. so, I remember watching. I think I was watching the. I think it was the. I think it was the making of Transformers One because I was obsessed with that film. He was, and he was, and Bay was initially. He was. I think he broke his rules in the later movies because he was sort of like, I don't care. But in the first movie, he was very much like. A transformer can't transform into something that doesn't have the same sort of mass yeah. and weight as as the transformer. So, uh, and I think that's also why he chose to do Optimus Prime as a front, as not like a flat face truck, as a a, yeah. a, a nose truck, as obviously needed more mass, I guess. And I remember the internet going completely nuts and saying that's not fair, that's not Optimus. Well, not hashtag not my Optimus, um, yeah. which you would, you know, if you, but you know, I I, I didn't have, I had no issues with the design whatsoever with how that looked, but yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was also in one of these. I was also a dirty, a dirty non-believer for for you know saying that for saying that. Yeah. No, but that makes sense, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. when you bring these cartoons into sort of reality, you do. I mean, did we really want to see Megatron turn into a German World War Two pistol that Starstream <laughs> shot at the enemy? Yeah, no. You see, that makes that makes sense. But like, sorry, nothing he did with Turtles makes sense. Okay. To me, yeah. to me again, but again, because, he, was, because, he was you know. again, he put up the money for turtles, but there was someone else in charge of turtles. So again, yeah, it's not the, well, again, there, I, there's a reason why they recasted Shredder like mid production. Well, yeah, because I realized they made a dumb idea, but that's not the case. Yeah. Hey, Shredder is this white dude in a robot costume, not to matter, like, he was a good actor, but um, and then they just went, okay, let's throw in this scene, this one scene where it's like, I'm Shredder. Okay, he's in the robot. <laughs> you know, I will say they got the voice. The voice acting was great. Good, good voice choice. Good um, cast choice. I still don't know why Donatello needs glasses. Um, that's you know because he's a nerd. Yeah, but then they explain that the mutagen can heal. So you know, if you're in perfect, if you're in perfect health, do you need glasses? I think it comes down to Michael Bay logic. Yeah. If you put glasses on anyone, they're a nerd, regardless yeah. of how hot this Victoria's Secret model is. If you put glasses on her, she's a nerd. Yeah, this is, pretty much. This is the logic of Lord Michael Bay. Yeah. Now, back on to classic moments in cinema. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the MCU. Just yes. very, two very brief moments of, of classicity, classic thing, class, classicity, classicness. Anyway. Classicness. Classicness. Me. I'm not sure if that's a word. Classic. There you go. Classic. What mm-hmm. other? Is there any other scenes from just say any like let's let's why let's not just say say MCU, just say the action movies, things of or things of, of those of any spoken to you over the years. Well, there's there's um you know let's, I mean classic Jurassic Park. I mean the whole first movie you can just go okay shoot her classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, welcome to Jurassic Park classic. Yeah. Yep, um, yep, yep. The T Rex breakout, you know, with the eye peering through the car, that's classic. Ian Malcolm and the Flare is classic. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done a throwback to it mm-hmm. in the latest movie. Um, even Dennis Nedry in the car, that whole, you know, fetch the stick, stupid. 
Mm. I'm going to run you over when I come back down. Jump, 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 jump. Um, and then Raptors oh, in the yes. kitchen. Raptors in the kitchen. Again, all iconic. Um, Who doesn't like Raptors in the kitchen? I, have you seen the video where someone's put cats in it? Like they've replaced uh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Dude getting eaten off the toilet. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like Steven Spielberg sat down and went, all right, this is my list of iconic scenes. Just slot them in wherever you feel... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoot, like, what about a movie? Ah, shoot around it. That's fine. <laughs> these are the scenes I want. I want these yeah. scenes. Well, that makes sense because there's only twelve minutes of dinosaurs in that movie. Um, no, no. Look, if you have and and sometimes and sometimes I feel that technology restraints often led to you know. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Artistic doubt. design, but it still worked. And, and but I think that sometimes I think that sometimes it's better. Like like like, oh, yeah, like no, I guess, definitely. I guess the perfect example is draws. You know, the shark didn't work. Yeah. The, the, their fancy rubber shark didn't work. So what did they do? They used music, which then, you know, became, you know, this huge iconic thing. Yeah. Um, the Jurassic, the dinosaurs, they would try and new three-dimensional technology, which they, which they knew, which uh, LAM knew it didn't work. But they managed to convince Catherine Kennedy it did work. And so they, uh, but so then they had to basically pour their entire studio into making it work. Yeah. And then they realized that they couldn't actually make the dinosaurs stand still, but if they kept them running... You couldn't notice that their feet were never touching the floor, and there's, yeah. there's, there's all these fancy tricks that they use in, in yeah. that one. Um, yeah, the, basically, it's that it's that whole concept of basically because they didn't have you know the technology that we have now, they could make these sort of you know iconic sets and robots. Um, and for me, something else that I sort of that's sort of very much is something that I do love. Uh, I was just thinking about this recently as well. Is the is a short circuit Johnny Five? Oh yes, Any, like it's like I know it's just remote control down, but it's such yeah. a oh my goodness, I love like and the the I need to the I need to hero montage where he has to pick himself up after being, de- after being destroyed. Amazing. I mean, yeah. that, it's the same reason why we love Robocop as well. Like that's sort of yeah. that's that, that's that, it's that same sort of like you know iconic design iconic scenes where they sort of you know the hero gets up they're damaged yeah. but they still continue on that's what we love about our heroes that you know they get up again as as as, as you know as the nolan trilogy said now multiple yeah. times you know why do we fall master bruce <laughs> so we can get back up and that's you know a lot of iconic moments in that movies as well. Oh, doing it, but you know, I think that's <laughs> the point. We we'd like our heroes not to be completely invincible, because you know it's not that's also completely unrelatable. That's why sometimes that's why sometimes Superman's very hard to do because he is literally invincible. Yeah. Um, because then obviously, what is your threat? But again, it's sep- that's a whole separate other. Though the though the the new um Superman Lowell series is phenomenal. Like, yes, to yes. be honestly, I don't know if you're up to date, but the end of season two, man, I'm not up to date. Oh, okay, is it good? Oh no! You need like you need to like seriously. There's a there's a few lackluster episodes, but man, that that, if we're speaking of iconic, that last episode of season two, that's all I can say. Speaking of Superman iconic, and it's like Henry Cavill just walking around as Superman, all all the scenes, all All the the scenes, scenes, (laughs) all the scenes, including the one where he punches the you know where he kneels down and he and his fist is on the ground and then he takes again. I think it's safe to say, like I know, I know that they could find another actor, yeah, to play Superman. 
I'm not stupid. Yeah. I don't want them to find it's like a I know you could, but I don't want I don't want I don't I, I, I honestly I don't, I, I, don't know, I honestly don't know why and don't answer this. But I don't know why they couldn't have uh, Henry Cavill in the Superman and Lois series, you know. Um I don't know why he couldn't just do, you know, you know, 40 odd episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why can't he don't why answer. can't he take the <laughs> the actor's minimum and then basically spend a, <laughs> like spend the full half of a year in Canada? <laughs> filming this series i can't see why he wouldn't want honestly he might do it like oh, okay. like well well he was very passionate about the witcher which you know again phenomenal um what of iconic stuff in that um well, i'm going to skim through some stuff before i get to something i know that you want to talk about whether you've forgotten or maybe it's on your list mm-hmm. but look there's um indiana jones boulder dash yep that's iconic um a captain my captain very iconic Ooh. um I, I only watched that for the first time dead poet society like i think about five years ago really i, th- I think i'd seen bits and pieces and i was like <laughs> you know i'm gonna sit down and watch the whole thing i was like wow this is like robin williams man mm. robin williams yep. um again mrs doubtfire the, the cake face is iconic oh yes you know hello it is you know um i think Correct me if I'm wrong. We would have been one of the first people to do the the, the restaurant swap, like the date swap, like you, you back and forth, dress getting changed. Uh, um, yep, yep, yep. That, that's I know, true. I think so. Um, you know, that's iconic. Um, let's get a little bit romantic. The end of the wedding singer. Oh, um, the love yes. song on the like the classic on the, on the plane. Yeah. On the plane. That was a good film. I did enjoy that. That. Um, I mean, there's stuff like Aladdin, like you know. Again, Robin Williams, um, but like the flying carpet through the through the cave of wonders. Um, cave of wonders. Diamond in the rough. Very iconic. Lion King. You know, Mufasa's death. Oh, that broke cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only time I cried before that ever was uh, Littlefoot in um, Land Before Time. Oh, that's a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Like. I, like, 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 I'm sorry. That movie's like, fuck that movie. Yeah. And you're stupid. That that movie is you, you, stupid. But you know what's funny about Land Before Time? What? It's like when when my niece and nephew were young, that they're always like, I'd be like, hey, do you want to watch this movie? And they're like, no, it's stupid. No. And they, they'd fight watching it. They'd fight and they'd fight. And they'd go, I don't want to watch that. And then they'd finally watch it. And then they go, can I borrow it? And they literally would wear the DVD out. Like, you know. I mean, um, I, I don't understand. There was an era of cartoons and an era of shows <laughs> where they're going, let's teach kids about loss. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. like, like, it was almost like a conscious decision to go, what do kids love? Their parents. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, let's, let's, let's make them, let's make them. Re- yeah, that, that's very true. Pain. <laughs> and, and, I don't, and I don't understand why that was the case. Um, <laughs> I remember, yeah. like there, there was this, there was this film. It was a, uh, it was the, remember the, uh, the, you know the Chipmunks. Yes. There was a Christmas special. I think it was a, there was a special where they save a penguin with some diamonds. I can't remember. I can't remember the full mm-hmm. details of of, yep. of why. And we used to watch that movie every time we'd go to our nan's house when our parents went away sometime. And it was the worst movie to watch because there was an entire song about missing your mother. 
and like we were like <laughs> and me and my sister were like little and like yeah, but, yeah. and then like we yeah worst possible choices like, where is mum gone <laughs> yeah worst possible movie to watch whilst you know yeah. you, were, you were away from your parents I was like going that was a bad idea yeah um and maybe they even hinted at, at, at losing parents in um home alone um <laughs> Well, no, that's a different kind of loss, but, but yeah, that, yeah, those 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 early eight, those late eighties movies, man, brutal yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. But the last, the just... la- I think, the last two things I'll mention is um, I will give a shout out to our friend Matthew Hans who made the Legend of Ben Hall movie. He shot this sequence of Ben Hall dying. Like, okay, everyone knows his, it's it's like the Titanic. Everyone knows what happens. Yep. yep. Uh, but that scene of him basically, you know. They, sh- they shoot him down two weeks before he's been declared an outlaw, which means you know, once you're declared an outlaw, anyone can shoot you dead whenever you want. So two weeks before he's declared an outlaw, he's you know basically gunned down by uh, the authorities that are hunting him down. And it was just this epic, emotional, perfect, perfect music score. Um, you know, and he's like completely unarmed and they shoot him dead. It was just one of those, again, you're like, why are you shooting him? Um, you know why you're shooting him, but <laughs> yeah, of course. It was just like an iconic. Um, it felt really iconic. It was only made like five years ago. Oh, nice. Um, but other than that, what was I going to say? Um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I don't know if you've seen it. I actually have not seen that one. You got to watch it. It's 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 surprisingly good. They tried to make it for 15 years. They're going to use Jim Carrey, but Ben Stiller ends up doing it. But there's just so many. It's it's got a great soundtrack, and there's this beautiful um longboarding scene in iceland um where he you know he's asking this guy like where's this place he's he's looking for this place and then (laughs) and this guy's screaming at him in another language probably icelandic Uh, he goes okay it's down there and then he he you know um does this gorgeous longboarding shot down this winding road and all that stuff and he gets there and then a volcano erupts (laughs) Mm. the guy was telling him this is a volcano is about to erupt <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> um but no that's a great film there's a lot of iconic moments in that um but the one i thought you would want to talk about chris was a series that's going to be utterly destroyed because they went to peter jackson and said hey do you want to read our scripts and he, and then and then they didn't give it to him um yeah uh. lord of the classic let's not think about new let's think about classic lord of the rings how much iconic stuff is in oh, there? Oh, okay. So there could be a. I could talk for I <laughs> as long so, as the movies go for. <laughs> we could do a series where we talk frame by frame on Lord of the Rings, and when, I don't think I'd run out of content. But <laughs> there are some high like look. You know, what? let's go high level, and I'm talking super high level scenes uh, uh, um, of of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. The Shire, no. <laughs> I mean, the Shire was beautiful. You know. I know yeah, yeah, and it, it it's it sets up that you know. Okay, yeah. no, 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 Jamie, we're not, we're not, we are not, we are not going through. Uh, okay, you know, what? I'm I'm going to narrow down the focus to to Aragon. All right. So I can, yeah. so, so well, that's on, to... that's, that was my own list when when yeah. Aragon's in the tavern in the corner and you're like, ah, it's like a. But. That scene, okay, but before we go to Aragorn, I think it's all we have to talk about the opening sequence, which, like, at the time, you know, if you, if you look at fantasy before Lord of the Rings, it was, you know, um, in a weird spot in terms of, you know, yeah. good, being good. It wasn't. Um, there was some, a lot of, lot of, um, 
like Beastmaster and all these weird TV series and those old. Wait, 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 wait! You weren't a fan of the BBC Narnia <laughs> line they're watching the wardrobe. No. You weren't a fan. <laughs> we watched the the hill the 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 Mordor fights the scene with with you know Australia led by Australian actor you know did, did an excellent job as Elrond. Yeah. And that was my, that was breathtaking. It was it was just watching it. You were going mm. like, "What the hell?" Yeah. But then when when when, when Saren walks out with his mace, and then you know, and utterly annihilates people, you're going, "What the hell is this?" But back onto Aragon. Aragon to me, I mean, look, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Aragon is the hero of, of the movies. That's you know, I think mm-hmm. you know, there are so many scenes with him involved where um, you know you sort of again, and as you as you watch through the movies. You, you know, intentionally, you, 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 he goes from being the, you know, this wildly ranger who's sort of helping them. But then, you know, as you find out, is, is the heir of heir of Gondor to eventually, obviously, ascending the throne of Gondor and leading out to the armies of the West mm-hmm. to fight to fight Mordor. One, the scene on the wall where basically he's leading the army uh, at Helm's Deep, absolutely fantastic. You know, yeah. um, you know, fantastic battle sequence. Um, and as you know, as people would as have tried to explain to uh, Game of Thrones, it's okay to light a night sequence of fighting. <laughs> yeah, I think I think actually I think someone said like you know where did all the lights come from in, in the two towers scene, sequence in that fight scene? The same place the music came from. Like it's fine. We accept that yeah. there's the, like it's. It's fine, but we like to see the battle. So, you, know. <laughs> no, you mean you mean they, they didn't do a, a, a special cut of the film for that person, and it was just like black screen. You hear, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going again. Here's it's your o- version. Here's- <laughs> it's okay to light up a field. I light up a, a battle scene like a football yeah. field because that's what we want to fucking see. Anyway, yeah, but, but you know <laughs> that 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 scene, those those, I, I, and that's that that was almost. The pre-end game, so the, like the pre-pre-end game, you know, where they all come from the portals, where you watch are these basically these stupid villages, you know, yeah. children dressing up armor, basically marching to the deaths against like ten thousand. Then then the elves arrive, yeah, and they march up, they march up, and then you know the thing that you know that that's still like that's you know still gets to me every single time is like that one elf looks to the left. He puts his bow down and they all like turn in a perfect like synchronization turn to, to, to get into position. It's like going, that's a well, it's like there's a well-trained and well-organized army. And just watching that sequence, I was going, man, if they didn't turn up, you would be so dead. Like, <laughs> like you would be like yeah. super dead. Again, yeah. but and even in the cinema, I, even if you've read the books, even I, the cinema that I was in when Aragon fell off the cliff. There was a, a, an audible gas, <gasps> like literally just gas as he fell off. Yeah. And the final scene of Aragon, which I'll, I'll mention, is when he when he gets when they reforge the sword and they unsheathe it, and he has to put aside the ranger that he used to be and become what he's always meant to be. Like, come on, yeah. like that that that's, that the music as it as it's you know as it scores upwards as he pours puts out the sword and yes i've heard multiple blacksmiths complain that that's not how you'd reforge a sword um you wouldn't have, just... have they been in a fantasy land before you wouldn't just put the two pieces <laughs> together and hammer it down because it would leave hammer marks yeah. you'd actually have to sort of melt the entire thing down add new metal to make sure like to, to 
because obviously when it broke, there'd be shards missing. So you have to sort of add new metal yeah. in and sort of again, blah 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 blah. Like stupid blacksmiths in a stupid reality. Shut up. Magic. <laughs> magic. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm sorry, if you're in a fantasy land where there is indeed magic. Yeah. And this is el- these are elves and craftsmen. Who's to say that that's not how they would forge a sword? How many earthly blacksmiths have forged elven steel, Chris? And and, and you know and, how, and 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 all these blacksmiths on like Insider who make these videos. How many of these blacksmiths have spoken to an elven craftsman or an elven yes. forge master of Elrond's ilk and then you know of, of Rivendell to say like, yeah. how would you reforge a sword? Yeah. One they wouldn't tell they wouldn't tell him because you know he's a human. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> But Jamie, valid point. We, you know, and, and I think it's because of the disappointingness of the new series. It's going to be disappointing. I have sort of oh, like, yeah. I've tried to like shield my mind from Lord of the Rings because I do want to protect the movies that I love. <laughs> well, you can, you can, um, and I, I think I know why. I reckon why they didn't give Peter Jackson any scripts. <laughs> oh, because he would have read them and went like, "What this is, is this shit?" Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look, um, I I could be surprised by that. I'm you know I, I can't even lie. I can't even I can't, <laughs> I can't even lie. I can't even pretend to be like oh I might, oh it might be good. I can't even like do the whole like oh if you don't know yet it might be. Good. I I know I know we know we know yeah, we know. So, yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even like entertain the lie that I'm not gonna be like oh maybe maybe it's gonna be okay. It's like I know no. Especially after what was it? What, what did we watch recently? That show that we all, weren't all nuts about um, Wheel of Time. Oh, yes. But that was be- beautifully made. <laughs> you got problems with that too? <laughs> uh, it was Look, a. F- I think you enjoyed it to a point. To a point. Was there a turning point where you went, uh, but like, because you were excited for the first couple of episodes? Yeah, because they did the first couple of episodes very well. Well, there you go. They're, that's what I'm talking about. But then when they left, <laughs> basically, again, it. But, there was a few there was a few problems with that um whole series one that first book eye of the world is massive it's like it's like and they were saying this is the this is the thing that that i hate these like these that netflix and amazon goes they take these giant things and go so six episodes yeah six eight episodes okay yep let's let's take let's take a book that you know on audible is 33 hours um and that's you know and that's you know i think i think we can easily convert that into you know six-ish episodes yeah and this is and you know this is again another thing that amazon's sorry uh, netflix is doing with one piece yeah uh they're trying to take the first series of one piece and make it make it into an anime so yeah so you're gonna take 80 episodes of an anime and put it into what 10 episodes yeah that's yeah sure let's that's good that's good that's yeah you won't lose any of the character development or any of the character yeah. arcs whatsoever by taking by you by cutting it down no yeah. you, it'll be exactly yeah. spot on exactly as you know of course yeah. it's gonna suck but yeah but we were talking about other things that suck which is real time look, <laughs> again it, and look there were some really good there were some cool things there was some cool scenes and and if i watch it as a fantasy and I forget that it's based on a book series. It's fine. It's yeah. good. But I know that it was based on a book series. And But I want them to continue it because there are some cool moments in the book that I'd want them to see if they could do it, if, like if they, if they, if they have the you know, ability to do it. Yeah. They've not shown me that they have the ability to do those uh, series. But it has an actress that I like in it who was also on, uh, the white Power Ranger on Ninja Steel. And so, you know, I, you know... <laughs> 
it's good to see a Power Ranger alumni out in out in the world. So you know what? Yeah, I hope it does. Well. I like they're, they're they're already shooting another season, um, and I hope they. And that series is gonna be much. That season is a much harder book to do. So let's let's. But again, let us see what happens. But the problem with that series is I love the cast. Like the cast were great. Like yeah, there wasn't a single thing wrong with that cast. Like in terms of you know, I think the cast everyone like like they it was almost like spot on casting from everyone. Yeah. Um, it's just that you know, taking that book into six or seven episodes is just impossible. So yeah, you know, an impossible task. And then you know. Because obviously they got um uh, Rosen Rosen Pike to play um uh, Maureen, she plays a much bigger part in this series than yeah. she does actually in the book. Because again, you, when you cast an actor of that sort of level, <laughs> yeah. you can't just like sort of like going. You're really important to hear. Then you disappear, and we meet you back in book three. You can't <laughs> no, you can't do that with that kind of actor. They sort of just like you gotta like. <laughs> well, well, they kind of did it with Jim Carrey in Kickass too. True, but he was, was okay with that. Like you got to tell them, you got to be upfront with it. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be in like this. But thing. then, like he 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 was, I think, like the most important part of that entire film. I mean, yeah, like, like you, you, think, you you forget that he was in it for so little. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, look, good to mention all the rings, but uh, and we can only hope for the best for the for the new series. Yeah. And maybe. Maybe the first season will suck so much that they'll reshoot it and then do it and basically uh, try again. I doubt it. Yeah. Because they'll double down on its badness and say, you, you don't like it because of this particular reason. And then, you know, they'll, 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 they'll double down. We know all that. But again, yeah. oh, well, like, again, trilogy that I've already created. We have the, I've, you know, we own the trilogy. We watch the trilogy. It's good. They can never take that from us. Now, to wrap up this segment or this podcast, Jamie, you said you had some interest. You had an interesting article you wanted to share oh. with us. Oh, some some. I, I got some headlines from the uh, the nineteen forties, Chris. Oh, fantastic! So we're going to talk like this. She... Well, if it's from the forties, we have to stay with it. Got to talk like this, like like yeah. Okay, well, in June nineteen forty-seven. To demonstrate the safety of his new toy pellet gun, gunmaker Melvin Johnson held a dinner party at which he invited guests to shoot at a balloon-clad female model in between courses. Ooh. Yet, guests expressed astonishment and distress when the balloons failed to break. <laughs> so you basically got this woman standing there, probably naked, under a whole lot of balloons, and they're all shooting, you know, pellet guns at the balloons, but they're not popping. He's like, see, these balloons are safe. These, these toys are safe. You know what? I thought that story was going to go in the complete opposite direction. What? That they're all going to pop? <laughs> no, that you'd die. Like the whole thing was like, like that they weren't safe, and like he just yeah. shot this woman accidentally in front of a whole bunch of people. No, well <laughs> she's so... she, well she's covered in balloons. Yeah. Um, and the idea is shoot. Yeah, and yep. the guy, I'll put on the if this comes out on video, I'll put it up on. I'll put the picture up on the screen. Oh, but yeah, the guy, I the guy, it's, it's a full, it's a full rifle. But it shoots pellets. But obviously but, that's safe because obviously it, no balloons popped. Well, I think back then, like everyone, even school children, had gun safety lessons and they learned how to hold guns and you know. Um and also there would have been olden day balloons. What this made out of it's made out of lead. <laughs> it's like what reinforced what, carbon steel. What why why is the model sweating so much and feeling like she's falling to the ground? <laughs> <laughs> These are your standard lead-based balloons. Oh, I see nothing wrong with those beautiful lead-based balloons. I 
Why I gave one of mine to my child the other day because he wanted to suck on something I couldn't find within pacifier. So I gave him a, a beautiful lead-based balloon to suck on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, but that's just interesting. Like, just imagine like some lady walking around with a whole lot of balloons on. And then you just shoot at her. Yeah, like so all these guys shoot at her, probably hoping for the balloons to pop so things could be seen. I would absolutely um, think they would be hoping for the balloons to pop. And then like the the wife would be going, Jonathan, don't pop the balloons. And then they're going, well, you know, I, I, I've been told that this weapon is safe, you see. I, I, I don't have your money. It's in, it's in Bill's house. It's in Bob's house. Frank's house. God damn minute, I'll shoot this gun at this balloon. It reminds me of that John Cleese uh, skit where, where he's like, where his wife finds out that he has a mistress like oh and and you know bob and bob bob has a mistress too and then they're like comparing mistresses and then and then and then she's like may i see this mistress and then they're like um watching some show and she's a dancer on stage and his wife leans in and goes like our our mistress is better (laughs) (laughs) you know something like that um the second article i got um i think this is probably the first record of this ever happening but October 1949, she, Mrs. Ida Thompson sued for divorce from her husband to the, whom she had been married for 16 months, complaining that he frequently bought comic books by the dozens and sat around and read them while refusing to help care for the baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what's amazing about that, that whole thing? What? Is it translates to modern time? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the whole genre of private eyes existed because the only way a woman could get divorced was they had to like find their husband in infidelity. So you imagine there's like, you know, the, that, that, the scene where the, the, where the private dick sitting behind the table smoking cigars and yeah. walks in goes, I believe my husband's cheating on me. He goes, well, you give me 17 cents and I'll, and I'll take a look. <laughs> and he comes back and goes, I'm sorry, Damon. It's not so much what you think. Uh, you see your husband is in, into detective comics, Batman issue one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure that's a suitable enough reason for divorce. Uh, you can take it to the courts, but uh, a dame like you, I don't like your chances. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that the conversation went something like that. And then yeah. I would imagine, you know, because of the, yeah. you know, the, the, the era it was when, when she brought that suit up to the, the, to the judge, the judge was like going, is there a woman in this? Are women allowed to be in the court? What is this? What is this? This is, this is ridiculous. Are there any women here? Um, yeah. But you know, um, honestly, she should have she should have stuck it up because you know if he had kept some of those comics in decent condition and passed them down the generations and they were saying the decent condition, that's it. You know, it would have been somewhat expensive now. So you know, yeah. There but, you uh, go. There you go. News news update from the nineteen forties. I approve of both those stories. I think they resonate with today. And I think they very much resonate with everything that we've spoken about today. And I think from that, even that last story, I think it's very, very clear what the that theme of the theme of it all is that Jamie Bryden's love for Ninja Turtles has obviously (laughs) swayed his mind so perversely that he can't even see good turtles genre. And maybe, maybe much like the land before time. We need to have a movie where 
the Ninja Turtles' mother dies in front of them, and they go on this epic long journey, you know, and they have to deal with the loss because I think Jamie, much like Littlefoot, has to understand that, you know, the Ninja Turtles, aka Littlefoot's mother and father, they were eaten by the sharp tooth. In this case, sharp tooth being the corporation, Nickelodeon. And whilst you're never going to get your mother back, Littlefoot. You're never going to get your father back, Littlefoot. If you make it to the what is it, the valley, the green valley, the what was it? The I forget. I honestly. If you make forget. it to the valley, your grandparents will be there, and they'll look after you. And by grandparents, I mean other teenage mutant ninja turtles properties that you'll also enjoy. For what they are, which is four brothers who are turtles and also ninjas. As long as that concept's there, Jamie, Littlefoot, I think you'll be fine. If you've liked anything we've said during this day's fireside chat, please <laughs> like, subscribe. And if you do, if you like and subscribe and write into us, I will make sure. That Jamie sits through all two seasons of Rise of the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> and we will do a podcast exclusively on Rise of the Ninja Turtles. With that, I bid you all adieu.